far as the futures trade today, corn fractionally higher. Soybeans are rallying, but uh, wheat, not so much. Let's talk with Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics. We did have export sales announced this morning. We also had a new forecast for parts of the hard red winter wheat belt, and it scared the wheat bulls, didn't it? Yeah, I think so, you I think you hit the two biggest features in the trade right now, mixed in with some comments by President Trump. But the weekly export sales set the tone much, much stronger in the soybean complex, another 1.5 million ton week. That was up 74% versus the four-week average. Meanwhile, the uh, wheat export sales didn't even meet the lowest trade guess, and the corn came in at the low end of the trade guess and about 46% below the four-week average. So we kind of primed the pump with spreading, buying beans, selling corn, selling wheat. And then, as you say, we also have this hard red wheat belt weather turning wetter in the back-end models. However, the meteorologists I've always worked with continue to remind me it's springtime. The jet move, the jet stream is getting ready to move. These back-end model and, and their projections are probably only going to have about 40 to 50 percent accuracy. So while the trade is trading it right now, I don't think a lot of producers in Kansas are really betting on it at this point. This presents buying opportunities or buying back production losses in hard red winter wheat? That's what I'm talking with clients about on a one-on-one level right now because some of the clients I work with have been dealing with crops that even with the last four or five years and the damage that's been done, uh, they've, they've been talking about the worst crops they've seen in probably 30 years in certain parts of Kansas and Oklahoma. So I think on a one-by-one basis, this is certainly worth a look now that we're back down towards $5 uh, in the $5 handle in lead month May hard red wheat futures. On the opposite side, should we be uh, pricing in some of these soybean trades? Well, I'm thinking that we are going to be able to try and test last month's highs. We just hit 1061 and a half in the May beans. That gets us up to last week's highs and maybe even a little bit above it. Last month's highs around the 1070, 1074 area. I've got to think with some of the weather in Brazil being uh, too wet in Argentina and uh, too dry in in, uh, southern Brazil for the second corn crop. I think there's some other weather features out here that maybe need to be playing out. And I'd like to see the charts do a little bit better in the meal and the beans, check the major resistance, and then look at maybe selling some more. But 1065 is kind of what I'm eyeballing right now on November beans. And uh, if you want to know more, I'll be talking more about this in today's copy. So get a two-week trial. I've got a brand-new website. Uh, it's pretty slick. I think you'll like it, Dewey. All right. Triple-digit gains in cattle futures. I think here, again, we've got weather playing out. We had a good technical close yesterday in the cattle. Feeders are supporting. I think this Northern Plains blizzard is really scaring some people as far as what kind of cattle are going to get loaded in the next 10 days. Daily feeder chart. Is there any stimulation there? Yeah, I think so. And I think there's some stimulation by President Trump continuing to be more soft on the NAFTA dialogue. And I think he's also talking friendly about E15 when it comes to the ethanol and the summer blends. That's surprising in terms of the feeder cattle holding these gains. That gives them an extra bounce in terms of their actual strength against some negative fundamental news. Mike mentioned you can get a free two-week trial subscription of his newsletter and do that today by mentioning the Rural Radio Network. Go to globalanalytics.biz. That's globalanalytics.biz. Should you wish to talk directly to Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics, his number, 866-471-2588.